I go into work, there's HR waiting for me at my desk and like, we received a complaint about your behavior over the weekend. I know about you and your leg touching ways. Welcome to Then You Ruined It, a podcast where two friends who refuse to meet in real life give each other plenty of reasons to stick to that opinion. So I know that you, like me, have been a white collar worker for quite some time now. Have you ever had an office nemesis? Um, no, I don't believe so. I definitely have people that I maybe dislike or talk about behind their back, definitely. But I wouldn't call them a nemesis. Probably because they don't know that they are <laughs> being nemesied. <laughs> so it's like you can't have a work wife because none of the women at work know you're there. But, you know, if you had to choose someone, I did make eye contact with that lady across the divider from me. So, yeah, she's my work wife. It's about all I get from my home wife anyway. So, you know, sixes. Yeah, no, I've definitely had work husbands, but never work wives. <laughs> uh, so I had a guy that I worked with, and it was very unfortunate that we hated each other. And looking back, we should not have. We should have been good friends. But, you know, sometimes people just rub you the wrong way at the wrong time, and you just end up hating them with such a vitriol that it just twists your whole world in a way that it shouldn't. Then, sometimes the universe tries to give you an out and a chance to make peace with that person. Sometimes you slap that right in the universe's face because the universe is a jerk. This is a story of that. So, like I said, there's this guy who I just, I don't honestly know why. And looking back from like eight years now at this point, I, I feel really bad about it. And he was once a fan of the show. So if you're still listening, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I should have been nicer to you. But we did, I just, I just couldn't stand him. Everything he said just rubbed me the wrong way and it just got worse and worse and worse until I couldn't stand this guy. I couldn't be alone in a room with him. I just, nothing. Everything that I was around him for just twisted my heart and my soul into a dark, dark place that I did not like. Then, so while this was going on, uh, this was back, this was back when Jonathan Colton was still cool. Remember Jonathan Colton? I, I'm pretty sure he's still cool in lot some circles, but I know you're talking about yes. I'm sure he's still a swell guy, and I would still love to, you know, go out for drinks with him or something. But, you know, he, he's not the nerd culture phenomenon that he was 10 years ago. I, I could probably go with that, yeah. Yeah, so that's all I'm saying. So this was back then, and he was doing a concert, he was doing a tour, and he was coming to Salt Lake, where I was living at the time. And I didn't know about this, but my wife sent me like, hey, Jonathan Colton's coming to town, do you want to go? And I'm like, oh, that would be really fun. Yeah, let's get tickets. And she's like, okay, I'll buy you one. And I'm like, wait, one, don't you want to go? She's like, no, I don't want to go. It's a nerd thing. Well, I don't want to go by myself. That's even more of a nerd thing. She's like, well, ask your coworkers, ask your friends. You find yourself a mandate to this thing and go. I'm like, ah, I don't want to. But I also do want to go to this concert. So I guess I'll find myself a mandate. So I asked a couple of my friends that I knew and everyone was busy had stuff going on. So I'm like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to send out a bulk thing at work and say, hey, this concert's going on. If anyone wants to come, let's go. And hopefully my work wife isn't the only one to say something because that would be even worse. So I sent it out and, yep, as I'm sure you could tell by the intro, the only person to respond was my work nemesis. And he's like, oh yeah, I love Jonathan Colton. This will be way fun. Let's go. And I'm like, but I don't want to go with you. <laughs> 
but I really want to go to this concert. And I've already <laughs> set this in motion. So I guess I got it. So went to the concert and it was it was fun. It was fine. Uh, the worst part of it was uh, we're sitting there and we're laughing and enjoying the show. It was a great show. If you ever get a chance to see Jonathan Colton, if he's still touring, if he's still this show, definitely check him out. He's a hilarious guy. Wonderful performer. I was sitting uh, next to my nemesis and in the seat next to me was you ever look at your tickets and then you look at the people already next to you and you're like, ah, crap. They look up at you and you're like, oh, what's wrong? Are we in your seat? And you're just like, well, 25% of you is. Because you're just hanging over the edge into my space that I paid for. Okay. I was, I was wondering where you're going with that. I'm like, okay, you're. have you ever wondered if they're too white? <laughs> Old? <laughs> Yes, you ever sit by someone who's just too old, and you're just like, I can't enjoy this concert. No, no, I would never judge someone for their age, but their weight, bring it on. If you're too, not even your weight, your width. Your width is what I have a problem with. Once your width absconds into my area, it's a problem. So I have to kind of lean to the left slowly and more and more throughout the show as this guy is taking up so much space that it totally looks like I'm putting the moves on my nemesis. <laughs> like, I just wanted to snuggle up next to him. Did he ever say anything? Was he just like, dude, space, come on. No, no, he's like, yeah, that was really fun. Well, see you at work on Monday. All right, bye. <laughs> and you'd think that would be the universe saying, hey, see, look, you guys like the same thing. You had a wonderful time at this concert. Can't you just give the guy a chance? And the next day at work, he sent an email. I'm like, you friggin' idiot. Hate you. See, I, I, I was hoping you were going to say, like, uh, uh, the next uh, next Monday or whatever, he came to you and was just like, hey, man, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Yeah. So when my leg grazed your leg, I got a boner. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Something just changed the dynamic completely. I go into work and then I get there's HR waiting for me at my desk and like we received a complaint about your behavior over the weekend and we need to talk. Yeah, this is this is his master move. This is where he finally he played you. It's like, aha! <laughs> I know about you and your leg touching ways. I've just waited for you to fall into my trap. <laughs> you finally did after five years of angry passive aggressiveness. <laughs> That's how you get rid of somebody who hates you at work. You just make them sit next to a fat guy so they put the moves on you, and then you get HR involved, and then bingo, boingo, it's all done. Yeah, no, there was a... Uh, I just gave people advice on how to get rid of So I, I had a similar situation, but it was in college. It wasn't at work. And it was uh, a guy that I, I got to know right after I got to college. This is the third college I attended. So I went to university, and then I went to a community college, and then I went to another college. So... Yeah, I'm one of those. Uh, transfer is what they call us behind our backs. Uh, so this guy was just, he's fine. And we, we became friends after the fact. But at the time, man, just in our setting, in our friend setting, which he was one of the friends, so he always was there, just everything he would say. It was just one of those where, you know, just waiting for somebody to say something. It, it doesn't even matter what it was. Just the fact that he spoke up would just be like, oh, you shut the hell up. You, do, you don't deserve to be, oh, I hate that guy. And, you know, I would tell the other friends and everything. And just like, I mean, yeah, we can tell. And also, you, you, you've got to do something about that. Like, that's, it's ruining everything for everybody else. That's the worst. 
when you're expecting to pull people into your hatred and they just completely shut you down and they're like, no, you're in the wrong here and stop it. And you're just so blinded by your hatred that now you hate these people that you used to like just because not that they're taking the other person's side. They're just saying that you're a dick <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah. Luckily when that happened and th- th- that happened in this case, it was, I-, I-, I had enough perspective to say like, oh, okay. If that many people are saying that about me, then you're right. Like I, I, I need to look at something I'm doing, but uh, so in this case, I was, I, I was in that mode. I was thinking, okay, yeah, we need to squash this at some point. It's, it's, it, yeah, the friendship between all of us is going to be ruined. And I, I just met these people relatively recently, so I, I can't lose these friends because I know nobody here, and this will ruin my entire life. So we're, we're all going somewhere, whatever, to get food, maybe one night. And, uh, everybody's, you know, in one room and we're getting ready to leave and everybody leaves. And, uh, somebody asked me to go by his room to get him or get something else or whatever. So I go by and he's like, yeah, just, just a second, hang on. Uh, and then as I'm like, you know, sitting on the bed or whatever chair in his room, like the door shuts, he's just like, all right, so here's the thing we got. And he just like talks it out and it's just like, we got, we got to do something about this. I'm just like, Oh my God, I've never been more uncomfortable. I don't <laughs> like to be here. Oh dear. And, uh, yeah. So it, 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 it he laid it out of just like, yeah, it's, I, I get that you don't like these things about me or whatever. And I, I'm working on it or whatever. Like he, you know, totally made it like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to work on this for you. And I'm just like, Oh boy, this is not where I meant for this to go. <laughs> I'm really an asshole. <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Yeah. They take the high road and you're stuck there with two muddy feet and a shovel on the low road. And you're just like, no. Yeah. He was definitely waving at me from way up on high. And I'm just like, yeah, I see a prick. So uh, we, we squashed it for the most part. That definitely was still some anno- annoying moments, but it got better from there. And like I said, we became friends after college and everything was, I, I haven't seen him a whole lot, but, uh, the, the more interesting part was then I brought that up to the same group of friends, but he wasn't around. Uh, he'd graduated already. And uh, years later, or a couple of years later or whatever. And they were just like, oh, did, does he not know? Seriously? Oh, my God. Oh, he totally had a crush on you. Oh, yeah, totally, dude. No, you didn't know that? Oh, man. And they, yeah, they were just laughing. Just like, I'm just like, what? N- what? <laughs> no. So I knew he was gay. I, d- I did know that he was gay and he was studying to be a priest. And these are like the main two things that I knew about him. But I, I did never assume that. So, yeah, they told me like that. That's that's why he was super weird around you and everything. Because, yeah, he liked you. And I was like, well, now I feel even more like an a-hole. Wow. Wow. This, ah, this is such a great day. I thought this was going to be, oh, Steve did this horrible thing. But Jason is also a jerk. And it just. Uh, uh, unintentionally, yes. With absolutely zero, like, on the fritz gaydar. Yeah, that's true. Obviously. Yeah. Or at least ga- gaydar that's maybe pinging your system. That's better than the average person who just assumes every gay man is interested in them. Like, the average conceited male psyche. That's, you know, also bad. So, it's probably, I think you are in the right to not assume that. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't feel, like, terrible about it. I just, I it was... They they laughed so hard because I was just one hundred percent oblivious to it. Like it's like, yeah, he's a gay guy. I'm a straight man. There's nothing there. So why why would there be? And so that's just how it was. And so yeah, that 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 blew me away. And then I I, I did see him one time after they told me that maybe a couple of times. And 
it wasn't necessarily that weird because I'd moved on from it and he, you know, didn't seem to care either. So yeah, it was whatever. But yeah, they're just like, oh man, I can't believe you couldn't tell. You know, so many signs. We were all just like waiting for something to happen. I'm just like, oh, it did. I told him off and said, <laughs> stop being the worst. <laughs> yeah. Again, not 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 because of who he was, not because of any of the 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 gayness or whatever, because he was very he he was a very uh, oh god I don't know my terms so I'm not even gonna say, but he was he was not like super effusively gay. He was very quiet about it and everything, but he, he let people know as well. So I knew it. I just it wasn't like he'd come in a room like hey, everyone. It was not Jack from Will and Grace. Much more subdued. I would love it if he went back to his his friends, his support group, whatever they were, people who knew the secret and that he had told to, and that he's like, you know what, today is the day that I'm going up to Jason the Midnight Cartoon or Sigler, and I'm going to tell him how I feel. And one way or the other, we are going to figure this out. And he comes back home hours later, and they can tell that his eyes are red from crying. And they're like, what happened? He's like, he, t- he shot me down and shot me into a million pieces. They're like, why? Is he homophobic? Is he just not understand who you are? He's like, no, but I chew with my mouth open and he just can't handle that. (laughs) I said I'd try for him, but he wouldn't have it. That is not one of the aspects, but you know me well enough to know it very well could have been. Heaven help us if that would have been any of the other friends in that group would have had that problem. That would have been something that I have to like, all right, everybody out of the room. I got to talk to this guy. I'm clearly the star of this show and you're ruining my life. So you got to get it together. Get the hell out. You made it through another episode of Then You Ruined It. If you still want to hear more from us, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. Digital Strips.